Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Baby, it's that time of year again. Time to roll out and then get it in. Cause the sun is outside beaming. It's beaming, and every day feels like the weekend, the weekend, forget about the troubles in- You know who it is, it's the Mic Drop Podcast, and I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me as always is my brother, I Am Vision. Say what's up, brother. What's up? How y'all doing out there in the podcast world? Hope everybody out there good. There's been a crazy week, a lot of stuff going on. But let's get to what you want to talk about first. What you want to talk about, my brother? Seeds. The seeds that you plant in life. Um, the seeds. Man. A prime example is as a parent. So you y'all be careful of things that you can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. So what you talk about like your offspring? So you talk about like no, the knowledge you drop. I mean, the things that you. The knowledge that you drop to your future generation, or to other exactly. people in general. Some people will call it jewels, but I look at it from a biblical sense. You planting seeds, and you got to be careful of the things that you know. As a parent, you got to be careful of things you say to your child. You want to say things that encourage and influence. Things that can be something that they recall upon and. You know, my dad used to say this, 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 and it's something that motivates them to their purpose and something of the sort. So, okay, to, simpl- to simplify for everybody, it's basically the example you set for your kids, in a sense, right? Because mm, not, not really, because seeds have nothing really to do with example. It's the things that you say. What? Like for example, when you grow up coming coming up in the hood, hearing things like, "Oh, you ain't gonna ever be shit. Oh, you just like your damn daddy." See, these are seeds. These are seeds. The things you you say, how you say them, the feelings that's attached to them, it it correlates with a person how they process it, how they see life, how they see love, how they see hate. So you, these words that people, where they say, you remember the thing that they, they used to say when we was kids, um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. Yes. Bullshit. Words have caused people to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, because so, now that you mentioned it, there's been several stories these past months about little girls, little boys going on Facebook Live and killing themselves. Yeah, so when I say seeds, I'm talking from a spiritual aspect because your words have life and death. That's scripture. Life and death is in the tongue. That's the power of the tongue. Life and death. You speak life or you speak death. So when you speak with seeds, seeds is 
life and death to all of us. There were seeds planted in you from your grandmother and your mother and things of that sort that either helped you to become a successful parental figure to your children, you know, things of that sort, and the same with your wife. Her parents have planted seeds in her. You know, we all have seeds that have been planted in us. So what I want to focus on talking about is knowing the danger or the positive effect of the seeds that you place on the people in your circle, in your family, in your environment. Because these seeds that you that you all take time to plant in one another grow. We all know that when seeds are planted in the ground, in the garden, they grow. Well, the same thing goes with what we hear and what is said that we take in our spirits through our ears and how we perceive it and how it will be nurtured in our mind and how it comes out. So, what would you have to say on this topic? Well, if we go on that route, I think one of the same things that's always said that people kind of take for granted is the fact that words are powerful. The yep. things you say can be used against you to either hurt you or help you. Yeah. It's very interesting how we take that for granted nowadays. A good example of that is um, when Trump first got elected, not to get back on Trump, because we always talk about Trump, but when Trump first got elected, a lot of people were going out there saying on Twitter and other social media places, oh, I hope somebody assassinates him. I hope that somebody kills him. So one of these fellas happened to say that on Twitter, and you can take a guess what happened. I mean, you ain't got to take a guess. We live in the information technology world. You know what happened. The police <laughs> picked his ass up. So whether he was serious or not, his words got him in trouble. And that's the thing about words, man. You can say something that you can think is harmless, but it can affect others around you. And I think... That's especially true when it comes to your kids. The things that you tell them, whether you say positive things or negative things. Sometimes you don't even have to say it to your kids. You know, one of those things that I look at in terms of my life is the fact that, you know, when it comes to music, I kind of watch what music I play around them. In terms of like... I grew up listening to N.W.A., Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas, people like that. So it influenced me in a way where I'm a little bit more street smart when it comes to certain things because not only because of the environment I grew up in, but the music that me and my peers listened to. You know, whereas you didn't always have that father parental figure in the neighborhoods I grew up in, so a lot of the times hip hop was that parental figure. A lot of guys who was out there in the streets was out there in the streets. They were listening to people like Trick Daddy and stuff like that, listening to Jay Z, Nas, Tupac, following that lifestyle. Like, hey, I, 
If you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to go get it myself. And as I grow older, and as I become a father myself, and as your father, I kind of take those things in perspective and look, say, look, if I want my kids to grow up the right way and grow up more positive and not have such a negative output on life, maybe I should put them around positive music. So I kind of look towards that and I kind of go take live my life to know, try not to curse around them and things like that and influence my wife not to use profanity around them as well because I don't want them picking up on my bad habits. You got to just kind of be as a parent trying <clears throat> to make mistakes that we made in the past because you know, coming up, the things that we said were considered acceptable now is not even close to being acceptable. <clears throat> so you got to kind of keep that in mind when you're raising young ones. Like, for example, not to say anything offensive, but when we were growing up, the term faggot was a term that was used by black people all the time. It was just, you're a faggot, this a faggot, this, this, that. It was constantly said, not necessarily referring to a gay person, but it was a derogatory term that was referred. No, you you cool. That was just said to people. It was just it was just a derogatory word that was just thrown out there. Now in this generation, people don't that's, that's unacceptable. It was unacceptable then, but it's even more so now, whereas. People go out there and say those type of things, they lose their job, they lose their career immediately. Yeah. And you can even just look back in the days of that like the eighties movies where they would see a lot more harsher things than that. And now you would not even hear of things like that. And you know, they used to get me, man. I'm like, how does the FDCC or whoever these people are that regulate censorship work? Like things have gotten so out of control that the media basically raises your children and they do it in such a outlandishly horrible fashion that because it's in the everyday daily use of things and things of that sort it's like it seems to be okay like when I go to my daughter's school when I used to pick her up a lot um, cause she walks home now, but to hear these little kids talk, it is a travesty. And it's all little African American kids, cause I stay in a pretty predominantly black neighborhood. It's not hood, but our schools, you know, predominantly have a lot of African American students. And these children talk so jacked up. And it makes me look at the kids, look at how they dress, you know, look at their demeanor, look at their haircut. I look at every little detail. And then I look at certain kids that I know that talk like that, or, you know, I used to, and watch to see what parent is coming up. What kind of upbringing do you have that you talk like this, and what kind of parent do you have? The majority of them have parents who are the types that don't seem to give a damn, you know? 
few of them have parents who are hard workers. You can tell like they might have two, three jobs. So you know, you know when they could be lacking in why they're acting that way. But for the most part, a lot of them come from a bad background. So those seeds are evident. What what's around them gets planted and it grows, and it becomes what you hear or what you see. You know, things of that sort. So, man, I like what you're saying, though. Man. Yeah, man. You, it's just. The society we grew up into now and the, the area that you grow in to have a great influence on how you're raised and how you act. Yeah. Because like, like I said, because like I said, when we were growing up, Kindergarten Cop was basically a kid's movie and the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was fortunate to kill like 20 people. He's saying all kind of curse words in the movie, in the beginning of the movie. But that was considered a kid's movie for that time frame. If you were to make that movie now, that would not fly. That's why we OGs, man. Yeah. Seventies and eighties, man. That's the <laughs> era of tough skin. And People, these youngins now got that that paperback skin. <laughs> that's true. It's not necessarily a bad thing because I I feel that like this generation is great because of the fact that they are so more socially accepting. About things that our generation ever was. But you know what's funny? When you look at how the presidents have gone, you know, look at how democracy have gone. The things that we did different that they do different now is why we didn't have a lot of the issues then that they have now. That is true. I mean, think about it. Yeah, we had there was a lot of civil rights things going on and that was really before our time you know so a lot of that was already done but by the time like the late 70s 80s rolled in it was it was a lot it was a lot different you know we had the crack academic reagan didn't really necessarily do too good for us however we transitioned through that period a lot different technology wasn't as advanced so a lot of things that cloud people today, we didn't have, you know, back then to cloud us. We were more interactive with one another, more, we were more sociable. Today is not a sociable economy, man. This is a technologically sociable economy. It's not like it was when we were younger. Therefore, things are going to be done different. And, you know, where parents and families interacted with us and our group back then now, you got ABC Mouse, you know? I mean, <laughs> not the knockback. You know, I used ABC Mouse with my daughter, but it was, you know, and it's not, in the commercials, you see how those parents do it. They're right there with the child. See, that's not the reality. The reality is, in certain homes where things are too busy, the parent will put the ABC Mouse up or whatever and go about doing whatever, cleaning the house, doing this, doing that, doing that, while the child's sitting there by themselves, basically learning by themselves. So you have a generation that's learning, this, this generation is learning through teaching itself. This is the information technology generation. People are not computers, yet we're processing information these days as computers. And it's like, you have to, it's, it's weird, but I know you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Okay. So, yeah. Here's me playing devil's advocate. Is that always a bad thing? 
nothing is always a bad thing and nothing is always a good thing. It all depends on the moment, the timing, and the situation and the circumstance. Because this generation is arguably more technologically advanced than we ever been. However, now is that now is that a good thing? Because what happens when we run? See, electricity is a natural resource. There's a reason why they're trying to solar power everything. So what happens? The technology runs oh, off of what? We got to talk about that in a minute. That's a whole other to- topic. Did you hear what happened this week? With the EPA? No, I work a lot. The EPA getting basically shut down. It's been put on hold. No, so what's going on with that? Well, not to get off topic, but Trump put the EPA on hold. No more hiring, and it's on hold to further notice. Oh, well, we're going to cover that. We're going to cover that on the next podcast. (laughs) So, just imagine how that is. Yeah, it's messed up. I ain't got it, man. Yeah. And it's about to get more messed up. Yeah, but that's going to be covered... (coughs) On another podcast, say the least. Let's keep talking about what we talk about. Yeah, man. Let's, so, I mean, that's just. Well, let's get back to what you were saying about the. You were talking about the, the parental side of seeds. What was it like in your life when you was growing up? Because I was, like I was saying before, you know, I grew up off of guys like listening to Tupac, Easy, Dr. Dre, and people in my neighborhood grew up for that stuff. Those were the seeds that were being planted in my head as a child. What were the seeds being planted in your head as a child to influence your life? I grew up in church, so everything with me is spiritual. So I I look at everything from a spiritual aspect. Like, I've always believed in a dual realm. I've always seen certain things. You know, I ain't going to get too in-depth in that shit, but uh, what I will say is this. Okay. Um, growing up with spiritual seeds being placed in you it all depends on how you take it and your mindset and the personality of a person but for me the way it worked out is a lot of my decisions was balanced off of that a lot of bad decisions were made a lot of good decisions were made mom always um, put encouraging seeds in us you know Dad, he put encouraging seeds, and then he had his other little thing. You know, don't want to really get in depth in that. But um, it wasn't necessarily a positive spin when you see the other thing. But for the most part, it helped me to develop tough skin where I gave less of a damn about what people said if I didn't agree to it. Basically saying I didn't let your words have power over my life. How you perceive me is how you perceive me. I didn't really give a damn how you perceive me. So that mentality part came from how my dad gave some of the hard lessons, I guess you want to say, in the upbringing. Where my mom's encouragement as well as his encouragement, when I feel I can do something, I will fucking do it. You know, like nothing will stop me. I will. I feel I can achieve whatever it is that's set before me. So there's there's been more positive seeds than negative. Like my dad had some negative seeds that I, in my older age, had to conquer. These seeds grew all these years and it affected the way I thought and made my thinking complex. 
so long story short, these were seeds that ended up becoming demons that I had to fight and conquer to prove to myself that these seeds were not meant to grow in this ground, meaning in me, because this is not who I was, regardless who it came from. This is not who I was. So you have to be strong enough to know how to eradicate the bad seeds from your life and know who's giving you the good and who's giving you the bad. Learn to reject the bad, because if not, the bad will kill you. The bad becomes stress, it becomes tumors, it becomes cancer, it becomes sickness. Like, you know, all of this all of this crazy stuff that you would think would not affect you. Oh, black people don't get that. BS, if you stress and you go through all of this and you have seeds put in your life that are corruptible, corruptible seeds will end your life. So anytime, like, I see a parent, oh, you damn child, you're going to be just like your fucking daddy. You're saying it like that. Obviously, that's not a good thing. So, how is that being perceived by that child? My daddy ain't shit. I don't know where that nigga at. So, this motherfucker trying to tell me I ain't shit and nobody gonna know where I'm at. Like, you don't know how that child is processing the things that you're saying. Like, me, I will never tell my daughter, you're stupid. But I will say, you are doing some really stupid stuff right now. <laughs> See, it's how you say it. And and people think these are just words but these words that you speak your life you hurt people you encourage people you help people feel loved or you cause people to feel hate you make people angry every word has a purpose when it comes out your mouth and once it touches the ears of a person that it's intended for that person is considered a ground it's considered soil so those words that just hit that person's ear may may flow through the brain, but it touches the heart. And whatever kind of seed you just put in that person's ear that reached their heart, the outcome is all dependent on the seed you planted. That's well said. Going a more a little bit into that, you're a man who has younger brothers yeah what is it like being that influence and what type of seeds were you planting in them and how did they receive those seeds because see I'm a middle child and us three are very different like my sister and my brother and me, well, we have small similarities. We all have three completely different lifestyles. My sister's always been the one who's kind of like, she don't take crap from nobody. And her husband reflects off of that too because he doesn't take crap from nobody. While my brother's kind of like, Growing up, he was a big fan, or still is now, of the Punisher. And he sometimes had that mentality, whereas he's he's really straight-laced about things, and he wants to do things in terms of, like, law and order, and likes to see things right. And whereas me, on the other hand, I'm a little bit in between the two. I'm kind of reserved, 
but I'm very creative. And when it comes to them, they didn't necessarily plant seeds into me because I didn't really talk to them. Not that I didn't like them or anything like that. It's just that I was more kind of in my own world. The person who kind of did plant seeds. Yeah, you did your own thing. Yeah, the person who kind of did plant seeds into me was, believe it or not, was my stepfather. He was very positive in terms of like, he didn't necessarily like say things to me, but his reactions and the things that he did told me a lot. And since we're like, for example, my stepfather is not video game savvy. But when I was a kid, he liked wrestling. I liked wrestling. All the good wrestling video games came out. I didn't have nobody to play with. So I ended up playing. So he ended up being the one saying, I'll play with you. So I taught him how to play video games that way. Well, we'll sit there and play like um, WCW versus NWO and WrestleMania 2000 and stuff like that. And we'll talk and have conversations like that. And I would learn from him based on those kind of conversations just because we're playing video games. We're bought off of video games and he's learning how to play video games from me. And it's... Yeah. It's those conversations that, without me knowing, kind of planted seeds in me about how to be a better person, how to be a good father, how to be a better man. Me not necessarily trying to learn those things from him per se, but seeing what he did, his reactions, his actions, and the little things he would tell me during those those times when we would play video games together influenced me in big ways. Because, you know, now when I have a son... I kind of, even if I don't like the game or things like that, I kind of take time to learn. And that's not even necessarily games, but the things that he like, I kind of have to take time to learn and listen and learn from his things and pay attention to him because my stepfather did it to me. Yeah. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah. See, like, um... Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, um, I like how you broke that down too, but, uh, I really, no, I really can't add much to more to that. I like how you did that. Yeah, because it's interesting, because I didn't really think about it till now, but, like, you know, my stepdad used to sit there and play video games with me. He didn't know a damn thing about video games. But yeah. he, he did it so he could spend that to time learn. with me to learn. Yeah, it was like, who I was as a person. Yeah. And I can say that's what I've done with them. I've done the same thing. Even still now, like the seeds I plant when I say things, because I feel everybody that be like, oh man, you know, you're, you're a good musician, you're talented, oh, you should have my brothers. Like I always would exalt them because in the end, I'm the oldest. Therefore, what I can do, they are better than me. You just gotta give them time so you can see it. They just ain't found that niche yet. They ain't find that zone yet. But when they do, you'll see they're better than me. People be like, man, you can't be putting yourself down like that. It's like, I'm not putting myself down. By exalting my younger brother, I'm putting myself even higher. Because I set the mark, he came behind and passed it. I said, I'm trying to be the one who puts the seeds of encouragement and not just the seeds of encouragement, the seeds to overcome and conquer fear. 
I was like, cause to do what I've done and stand on these stages in front of so many people in different cities and be performing and don't be phased by that, that takes a lot of nerve, man. It takes a lot of calm. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is it kind of is hard because your brother's good. He's very talented. But the seed you kind of planted in him is the fact that you have a legacy to live up to, whether you know it or not. You've done shows overseas. You've done shows here. It kind of motivates him to surpass that legacy. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of the, um, not to compare you guys to these two, it reminds me of the Jay-Z and Memphis Bleak thing. I don't know if you remember back in the day, on Jay-Z's first album, even on the second and third going on, he used to always tell you, yo, Bleak is coming. Bleak is the one. I'm here right now, but don't even worry about me. I'm not the big deal. Bleak is the future. He used to constantly say that. Putting Bleak up there. Whether we believed it or not, one thing that always, he always planted that seed in the middle of Bleak that like, yo, you are the guy. I'm Jay-Z, yeah, but you're going to be bigger than Jay-Z. He even said in the song that Bleak is the new improved Jay-Z. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And you know, when you plant those seeds, you kind of put an expectation out for the person to surpass that. Which is always good because I feel like throughout no, no, history see, look, that, that that depends because if it's a negative seed, then it's not necessarily you putting that out there for the person that's past that. What you're doing then is you're crippling and you're disabled. Exactly, and that's you, also something. You're causing you're causing this person great emotional distress, great mental anguish, like they are not themselves. So, I mean, I like. On the positive attributes of what you said, of course, yes. But on that negative spin, see, and, and, and what I want people to realize from this podcast is not just about what we're talking about, but there is a yin and a yang to everything. There's a positive and a negative. There is love, there is hate. There's always an opposite reaction to a reaction. Yeah, we always try to show both sides of that, you know. Yeah. The, the thing I always like about this podcast is that we try to keep it 100. We show you who we are. We show you that, hey, there's things that we like. There's things that we don't like. There's going to be mm-hmm. some things that we're going to talk about that are going to be very positive. But when some bullshit happens, we're going to shut up saying it's some bullshit. You know, and I think having this conversation about how you plant seeds and the things that you say it's very important in the sense where our voices now are planting those seeds. Whether, yeah. we, whether we realize it or not, this podcast has the ability to reach millions of people. And the, thing, the good thing that I like about podcasts, one of the reasons why I wanted to do podcasts, the fact that a podcast can really live on forever. Long after I'm going. As long as you can find this digital imprint, you can listen to my voice. 
and you can hear my thoughts on many a topic, you know, whereas a song is five minutes, three, four minutes long, my podcast, or the, our podcast, shall I say, is an hour long of me and you having a conversation where our kids can go back and like, yo, that's my dad. How did my dad feel about this? Or even better, give you an even better example. Let's say our 10 years from now, no, 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 hell no, not 10 years from now. I'm not trying to kill myself off like that. <laughs> Let's say 100 years from now, when I'm no longer here, and my son wants to sit there, or my daughter for that matter, wants to sit there and say, hey, you want to hear how your grandfather sounded? What your grandfather talked about? Or how he feel about me? Listen to this podcast right here. This is your grandfather and his best friend talk about such and such such. This is what was going on through their times. I think that's a cool thing because, you know, they didn't really have that back in the day. I can't really sit there and go, hey, I wonder what my dad was doing back in 1960-something or 1972. What was he thinking? What was his thoughts? Whereas my kids now, well, shit, now they can even go, go back and say, hey, I wonder what my dad felt about Black Lives Matter. I wonder what my dad felt about Donald Trump. They just pop on a podcast and listen right in and there. And that's a big part of dropping seeds. Because, you know, the cool thing about it also is the fact that not only my kids can listen to it or our kids can listen to it, the fact that people that we have never met face-to-face can hear our thoughts and get some knowledge from it. It was always refreshing to hear people talk about the podcast and be like, you know, I learned something from the podcast. You guys said something that was real knowledge and it helped me out a lot. You know, I like to help people and for them to just learn from us. and For us to learn from them for that matter. Seeds are very important, man. Especially, like, at our children's age, just, they are very important. And you don't want them being, you don't want them to try to, I guess, to identify themselves through social media and things of that sort. Like, that. I don't know if you've ever seen the video with that, uh, that guy that, uh, went on Facebook, did a video shot up the school because the girls thought he was ugly or some shit like that, clowned him, some shit like that. This this happened in one of those states. This was like about two years ago or so. That's crazy. I think I remember that. It was on the news. I think I remember that video when that happened. And the funny thing about that situation is the fact that Sometimes all it takes to stop stuff like that happening is, is just a conversation with somebody. True. No. But, no, that's not all. I mean, it depends, man. Sometimes, yeah. Take it to your uncle for me. It depends, man, because some people... See, it's no telling what kind of background that young boy had, man. So, some people... I don't know, man. It's just some people are just, they had a real bad hand in life, man. They had a real shitty hand. So they meant, 
their mentality along with the back, like it's it's like a double whammy for them, man. You know, so it's. But then it goes back to what you were saying before, the seeds that was planted in his life. True. What things was he was he hearing? What things that brought him to that to that at that limit to that edge? Yeah, that kind of conclusion. Yeah. That this is what I should do. Who was planting those seeds into him? And it goes back to what you said before. Words are powerful. The things you say to people, the things you say to people can have repercussions that you can never see coming. True. That's dangerously true. Yeah. People don't realize because everybody thinks they're the hero of their own story. But just like that, you can become the villain just one bad day. Literally a bad day, man. Just one bad day <laughs> can turn your whole world upside down. Mm. Yeah. And that, that's a, man, that's scary, man. Yeah. It's a very yeah, I, interesting I, way to look at it, man. I just, I don't know, man. I just felt like this was a topic that needed to be talked about. Because uh, a lot of people, especially young people in this world today, have had all type of wrong shit planted in them. You know, so. I think it's a very good topic to talk about. And I hope anybody who's listening can get some knowledge out of it. To know the fact that just to watch what you say around your kids and other people and to make sure that you're bringing something. What you say? I was saying to make sure, I hope that somebody who's listening to this podcast or anybody who's listening to this podcast gets from this the fact that you know you just watch what you're saying around your kids and others. Yeah, uh, you know, just people in general, man. If you care about them people at all, yeah, yeah, just, you know, be careful how you just talk around people in general. Yeah, because you never know what influence you can have on them, whether it's negative or positive. And that goes a long way. Yeah, that's true. That shit goes a very long way. Yeah, but yeah, that that shit's very important, man. Just I felt like that shit needed to be talked about, man, because there's a lot of people that I do care about, you know, and it's it's not even on a relationship tip, for real, for real. It's just people in general that I care about. That I see seeds and shit that be said. Fuck with people like me. It used to mess with me, you know. Now. After everything I've gone through, you know, military stuff and all that, it's like, yo, you feel how you feel, you know, say what you want to say, whatever. I don't really care. You don't know me. So it's not like you have power over my life, and I would not give you that. But that's my mentality. A lot of people talk that, and they say it because it sounds good to say it, but they're not that strong. And... And it takes a lot 
to gain that strength with no matter what anybody say it don't matter you know you 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 basically you learn to overrule anything outside of you and i think what did that for me was just being in the military and then traveling and living in different states in america traveling europe seeing different things and embracing different cultures seeing how they see life things of that sort so i developed my own way of seeing things I really didn't, and I really didn't care how a person perceived me, because the funny thing is how you perceive me could be how I want you to perceive me, so I can see just who you are. And that's something I learned from the military as well. You know, you got to learn how to throw off shadows, so to speak, because sometimes those shadows can help you find out the people that's around you, what they shadows like. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm I'm always one of those kind of people. That's why I tend to like it. Was, I I at one point in life, man, I had a lot of friends. I guess if that's what you want to call them, and I probably still do. But here's the weird thing about me: as I got older, when I realized I couldn't trust the person I, that I couldn't trust the people around me, for you know various reasons. These people were close, and I couldn't trust them. I got to this cutoff point where. You know, I just stopped caring about people, if that makes sense. If a person didn't show care for me, or they weren't in a situation, or uh, or when I met them, I didn't. The spirit didn't lead me to care for them. I did not care. In other words, I would not interact. I would not socialize. There's a world of people I know that probably wonder to this day, like, yo, this dude just stopped talking to me. Like, he's hard to get up with. To be honest, the most successful people who make it don't have a world of friends. And a world of friends don't really do anything but hold you back. Because in this world of friends, you try to figure out which one is real and which one's fake. So amongst me getting tired of all of that, I just cut everybody the hell off. I stopped calling everybody. I stopped interacting with everybody. I started having too many dreams telling me I can't trust people. And my dreams always tend to be pretty accurate. So I said, you know what, boom, cancel that. I ain't got to deal with nobody. So I stopped dealing with people, basically. Like, I deal with people at work, stuff like that. But as far as hanging out, things of that sort, and this all still going to the seeds department because you can hang out with people, hear their little cocktails or stories and things of that sort, and these stories they tell, or lies they tell, or whatever they say to you that they tell still affects your psyche because you're taking it in. It's still a seed. So, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together, you know, things of that sort. So, you're chilling with your, your peoples and all, and then somebody busts out about the chicks that they're dealing with, and this, that, and the third, and the cat married. Like, you sit there and entertain that, or do you check in for that? Because if you sit and entertain that, that's already a bad seed because now there's a seed of horrorism and horror moving around, whether it's men or women. You know, but this conversation does happen. So now there's a spirit of horror going around. You bring up a very good point. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's. I said you bring up a very good point with that. Keep on going. I want you to finish telling that point. That's a very good point that a lot of people do not touch on. I mean... That's what made me stop hanging around certain people because I was married. I was trying to save my marriage. 
you know, she was doing what she was doing, which was not helping. And I was trying to find positive brothers and shit like that to be around. So I would end up around these, you know, characters that were just like what my significant other was dealing with and doing herself. And what it did to me then was made me stay in the company of these people, but not because I picked up the habits, not at all. But what it did was it helped me to understand the sickness that causes people to do the things that they do when it comes to things like infidelity, cheating, things of that sort. So when I sit around, I hear this stuff, you know, and I peep things and I see things, it helps me to understand things. So now I'm not as judgmental. Because when you first go through things, you get judgmental about things. At least I do. I'm a Leo. We're very judgmental for off the roof. So when I go through things, I sit and I put things in categories so I can see how to assess it, so to speak. So with this situation, being around these guys, you know, at one point it felt like, you know, these were like brothers. But then as I realized that the conversations happening amongst us, it's disturbing my spirit and it's giving me twisted thoughts or it's making me feel some kind of way about these guys like damn it's the kind of guys I hung around I thought these were men these are fucking immature ass niggas you know things like that so this stuff made me just cut certain people off because I didn't want that around me I didn't want to be guilty by association oh that nigga be cheating so he must do it too oh this dude do this so he must do it too so yeah, that might be my man and all, but instead of me hanging out with him like I did, now it's like, yo, you gotta stay over. I vibe with you every blue moon, but you stay over there. Cause what's on you, I don't need that on me. And the stuff that you talk about, I don't really, you can, you can sit and, you can sit and conversate with a person to help them through their problems, man, but you gotta be careful what you taking in. Cause everything they, everything, every word is a seed. So when they sit there telling you what the things they're doing, you are not a witness to their bullshit. <laughs> That's very true. And and when things kick off and hit the fan, you you, you kind of be eerie about it because you know things that this person told you. These seeds were planted in you, so you know secrets. So now you sitting there like, oh man, shit. <laughs> Why did this person have to tell me this? Like it's it's the seeds thing, man. We can go on and on and on with it, but it's just a unique messed up system that your words emotionally mentally I mean anything you can think about being a human being they freaking affect you yeah in positive great ways and in negative horrendous tragic ways they affect you you brought up an excellent point the fact that you know and this is something I gotta say that I've always thought it if you're friends with a guy, this pertains to guys mostly, and you guys can only talk about one subject, like for example, if, you're, if the only thing you have in common with this guy that you're talking to is women, like talking about women, you really need to look at that relationship. I feel, I feel like as men, you should be able to have, with your friends and your close friends, you should be able to have a wide range of topics discussed with them. It's, you should not be a one-dimensional yeah. person in the first place. Women is just such I a... I mean, look at, look at this podcast, for example. We talk about a wide array of things. Yes. 
I think when you really look at it, women is such not not to belittle women or nothing like that, but women is such a small part of who you are. Yes, it's somebody you want to spend your life with, but you have to find out who you are first. I'm gonna say this because I like what you just said. And again, like you said, no disrespect, but in a real focused man's life that's trying to go somewhere, the only woman that holds any precedence in his life is his mom because that's an example of the type of woman he's looking for, mannerisms, personality, things of that sort. And if you have children and their daughters, your daughters. Other than that, you ain't worried about a woman until you get where you want to be. And see, that's where a lot of us brothers have messed up because we focus on the wrong things before the right thing, which is like career, goals, achievement, things like that. Didn't let the family come in. Some of us have struggled because we did it ass backwards. We did it in between. We didn't really do it the way it probably should have been done because stability comes when the man is focused, driven, and he gets where he wants to get. However, a lot of us probably growing up in hard environments was like, you know, because I know I was like this. I want a woman that can struggle with me and come up with me because then I know she's with me. And I still kind of feel that way to some degree. But it's... How do you want to say this? How should I say this? How should I say this? Uh, I'm having a conundrum here, but um, I can't think of how I would have really wanted to word this, but it's like I'm really trash, but I think you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Do you? Yeah. It's, you got, like I said, it's, you got to kind of find out who you are first before you go out there and try to build with somebody. That. Because if you build that with somebody and you don't know who you are, you're not gonna build the right foundation. Yeah. That's it. See me personally, I believe that's why the first marriage didn't work. Second marriage didn't work. And if if there's to be a third, which I'm sure it will be, it won't work until that part. Because I've always been the type I'm always sacrificing, 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 sacrificing. So I'm not ever really doing for me. So I'm never really happy. And when I sat and assessed that even in relationships, there's probably only two, maybe three times I've been happy and they have not really been with, with either of the wives. And that's that's a very powerful statement alone, which means the, the, the right decisions were made for me to say that. And it's not a shot at the wives. They were good women. You know, mistakes were made. You know, I made my mistakes too. Mine were never infidelity like people wanted to believe. But, you know, I had little lazy streaks, procrastination moments, things of that sort, whatever the heck. But, you know, there's, I don't know, man, there's never a reason to break a person down like that. And you can only be broken down like that when you don't know, one, who you are in the relationship, first off, with yourself. Second, who you are in the relationship with the person you're with. Third of all, 
who are you in general, period, point blank. And if you don't know these three things, being in a relationship is pointless because then you're never going to find the right person because you don't even know you. That is very well said. You can't find out what you can't find out what you like if you don't even know who the hell you are. How you know what you like but you don't know yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, wow, we've been going for a minute, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good topic. And I think. Yeah, man. I'm kind of. I'm kind of glad I was able to change up. Because I know what I wanted to do was the political one, but I think we need to wait till uh, we we gonna get that one done soon. But I just need to be better rested, man. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. That's gonna be a mental. That one's gonna be mental, boy. Straight mental. It's a whole bunch of stuff we gotta talk about, man. That doesn't happen. We gotta talk about the doomsday Bruh. clock moving. <laughs> we gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. There's so much stuff going on, man. But, you know, it's always good to take time to have these type of conversations that can help people. Yeah. I, I felt this. I felt this was one that needed to be had, man. Yeah. Long overdue. I guess we give all our info, man. Okay. Well, uh, you already know. GCMG305.wordpress.com. Everything is there. Follow me on Twitter at I am I A M D underscore Z I O N. And uh, follow us on IG at the Mike Drop Pod 305, I believe it is. But that's also on the, uh, the website as well. And you'll see it on the Twitter because. I'm getting back into the promotion thing, getting the marketing thing going, trying to get that cracking off. Also, real quick, February 11th at the Jazzed Club on South Beach. I will have the address and details at the, on, on the next podcast. It's also going to be on the site. First show of the year, performing, me and the team. Figure I said I'd get back on the stage, dude. Do you know? Do this because I'm trying to open doors for my brothers and children with this. So be back on the stage for the first time this year, and the first time in about two years since I blew my Achilles. Man. So that I sounds great. On that on the next podcast. That's definitely coming up, man. Look forward to that, man. Definitely. And we got tickets and everything to sell too, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, follow me on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Hit us up on iTunes, subscribe, like, subscribe, share. The Mike Drop Podcast on iTunes. Is there anything else we can talk about? I don't think so. Uh, I'm drawing a <laughs> blank right now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. And that's with that said. Mic drop pod and we are out. Peace.
Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.